everybody, I'm Cole Musio again with uh, Frontline Policy Council, and I'm sitting here with Senator Jeff Mullis, uh, who is the Rules Committee Chairman, and he's also the sponsor of a great bill that we've been supporting, the uh, Bill Banning Vaccine Passport. Senator, thank you so much for joining our podcast thank today. You. Appreciate what you do. I'm delighted to be here, and thank you for all the work you do in, in advocating for advocating for or against certain issues to make sure that your constituency is is represented by y'all, and y'all do a great job. And I've enjoyed working with you on different issues. But my bill simply makes it illegal for the state government to uh, require COVID-19 vaccinations. That's basically all it does. However, we did give a an exception for the medical industry because they were upset with that. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about with the state influence, but uh, that's it. Yeah. And we just don't think that the government should mandate stuff like that. Now, I'm all for taking the vaccination, but I don't want the, the state of Georgia to make you have to. I want that to be your choice, your family's choice. I think that's important. I mean, even from a, from a biblical faith-based perspective, we're supposed to take seriously the decision on what we put in our bodies. And if we're talking about a vaccine, you know, that's something that, you know, there's there's a lot of reason for people to take it, maybe consider taking it. There's also some reason for hesitancy. Has it been fully tested, fully vetted? But it's not the government's place to tell Absolutely. you to do it. And uh, now, look, our body's a biblical temple for God. <laughs> and I think we should respect that. And as you just said, we don't know the outcome. I mean, only years from now will we look back and say, hey, okay, we did that right, or no, we did that wrong. But it shouldn't be a mandate from any government to require a vaccination. So would this prevent um, just any showing? Of, I mean, you said you made an exception for the medical industry. That's, yeah, and that's it. But that, that's School it. School is the same way. And then governors just recently made sure that they didn't require masks. Well, now they, this bill makes sure they don't require vaccination, and that's for school, too. Yeah, it goes it goes both hand in hand. I mean, this is, you know, the mask is now a parent's decision whether to opt their child out or not. And it should be. It should be. Especially for small children. They're not going to do well with a mask unless it's Halloween. And <laughs> yeah. that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and they've had these, a lot of these school systems have had these mask mandates in for, you know, a couple of years now. And it's just, it has had psychological effects on children. So I appreciate you and, and your fellow members that Thank have voted you. for that bill as well. And let me tell you this. Um our school system has a lot of great conservative teachers, mm-hmm. but I think they're overran by the liberal side, and they're they're uh, they're molding our children's mind, and sometimes in the wrong way. And I hope that uh, this right here, the bill that we're talking about, keeps that from happening, and all, of course the mask mandate as well. So your bill uh, SB three forty five, the vaccine passport ban, it has passed the Senate. Now, you're the rules chairman, so I, I, I tend to think that your bill is going to go through the House. But I have a, usually a good uh, rate of success over there. I, I think I think that's fair. <laughs> and and, the, and you're right on this issue, and I think I think well, we're the same with you. So you feel like uh, the prognosis is good on getting this bill done and making sure there's no vaccine I passports do. in the state of Georgia. I think the House is really eager to do that bill after crossover. Mm-hmm. As you know from being here, and thank you again so much for being here, that uh, we're, we're about to hit crossover, and that's where a bill has, it's the last chance I have to pass one chamber to go to the next chamber. And uh, the the, the House is in, their bill number is in the thousands. Now, ours is not that quite, that quite that high. However, they're only a third of us mm-hmm. compared to House members. And one thing most people don't realize, that any legislator 
Republican or Democrat can create a bill at any time. Mm -hmm. But most bills never see the light of day, especially extreme left-leaning bills. And that's because the Republicans are in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, not every bill is perfect in an area is good, but sometimes you got to move it forward just to improve it as the process goes along. And I know a lot of people don't quite see that, but that's what happens. Absolutely. So crossover day is day 28. Uh, that'll be March 15th this year. Um, coming up soon. Is coming up soon. Anything on the radar that people need to be watching that are priorities to happen? Well, we just passed a bill, my bill today, that says Russian businesses can't receive any uh, help from the state Georgia, the state of Georgia government. So any Russian government-owned or run business will not be welcomed here in the state of Georgia. That's another great bill. Another I think bill. so, too. And we did one about China the other day for all of their atrocities that they've had. And, and of course, currently right now, uh, uh, Russia's killing women and children and innocent people Yeah, in their greed conquest. And they're taking taking money from United States of America businesses and states that are investing in their companies, and then using it to commit those atrocities. And I think, you know, it makes sense. You, you want to put your dollars where you get the ROI. But for Georgia values to be best reflected, it's important that we divest from these countries right. that are that are committing, as you said, atrocities, which yeah. I think is a great. Word and I think I've spoke spoken in a committee to all these bills that are important yeah. that we're pushing through this year. We did. Yeah, so I appreciate your leadership there. You. So you mentioned you're the rules chairman. That You said you know that, that gives you a pretty good track record on getting things done. A lot of folks, it's easy to understand what, is, what does the education committee do. It's easy to understand what does the health committee do and those, those kinds of things. The rules committee is a little bit different. That, that's your second-level committee. How, you've been the rules chairman for a number of years, I think, since I've been here. About been 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Been or here so. a while. And, of course, our job is to vet the – well, the, the bills are vetted in committee, but we decide which ones go to the floor and move forward and which ones do not and die. And sometimes it's uh, coincidental on either way, but I decide which bills are available, and the committee picks those bills. And um, we just make sure we keep the extremely bad bills from the floor. And oftentimes we don't know of a bill being, you know, the devil's in the details. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know all that till after it moves forward. So hopefully we have time to correct that in the process. But the rules committee decides which bills go to the floor. How, how does someone get on the rules committee for those? Listening? Well, it's a senior kind of position, and usually some people of leadership, either elected leadership or just in their committee process. But the committee on assignments in the Senate, led by the lieutenant governor, chooses who's on each committee, and that's how the ones get picked in rules. Same in the House. They have a committee on assignments, and a speaker's the chair of that, mm-hmm. and they decide who goes on the committees. And that's usually decided within the first week of a new session. Gotcha. Now I've noticed, you know, just from observing over here, the you know the House and Senate Rules Committees operate a little bit differently. I'm not necessarily saying one's better than, than the other on mm-hmm. on this podcast. You may have a little bit different. You, you can you can state which one's better, but yours does seem to operate a little bit more democratically in terms of members. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned members. Let me commend bills. you from what you visualize and see in front of you. But let me tell you the truth is. The speaker tells the, the rules chair in the house which bills goes on the floor. I decide which bills are available, and our committee picks that bill. Now, I'll get some encouragement from the lieutenant governor and other people, but we decide. I decide which is available, and they choose the bill. So it is legitimately more democratic. Well, I, it's 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 been interesting to observe on, on this hand. and, and uh, 
certainly it's been, it's been great. It's 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 a very good feeling on this end on the on the lobby side end when a when a bill gets picked. It makes me feel very special. Yeah. So I I appreciate a uh, number of our bills have been picked by the rules committee over the years. And have you not had any that. bills picked yet this year? Oh, I, 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 pretty much every bill. I yeah. think and we're not the, Senate's, the Senate's taking care. I mean, it's it is. And look, let me say it from frontline action. Uh, policy action committees um, encouraging that we have listened and put a, most nearly all your bills on the floor. Well, thank you. I but mean, I mean, your group is a great advocate. They do well. They're on the right position of most issues, <laughs> and uh, I'm grateful that y'all are here. Well, well, I, I appreciate I, I appreciate your your leadership, and I get calls. I'm getting calls a lot from the media this year, and you probably observed this, and you probably get a lot of the same questions. Media is telling me this is the most conservative session we've ever observed. What's happening? And I tell them a number of things. I, you know, uh, tell them we've got a great, great leadership of our state. We've got great folks involved. We've got you know folks in, in around the state that are weighing in, and these issues we're, we're right on these issues. And the state's with us. I mean, you you look at um, currently because you have a conservative two bodies and a governor. Yeah, any one of those three changes it changes everything. It changes the whole dynamic. But I think as you're looking ahead, you know, we've done polling. A lot of these issues that we've talked about, whether it's vaccine passports, masks, even things like Save Girls Sports and those kinds of issues, the state of Georgia is with us. And, you know, we're talking, we're approaching an election cycle coming up where, you know, Stacey Abrams wants to campaign on biological males playing girls sports, you know, best of luck to her, (laughs) you know. Put you know requiring vaccine passports. Best of luck to her because that's it's state of Georgia is not there. And, we don't uh, need to be there. Yeah. But again, let me tell you, it's important that your your folks that are listening to this podcast and others they need to make sure they get out to vote for their candidate of choice. Absolutely, I would like to have a candidate that can be effective down here. But it is important. If not, you're going we'll lose everything. We're we're that close, I believe. Yeah, I think I think that's that, that's very true. So you have been here 22 years. 22 years. And I'm sure all of it has just been wonderful and very, you know, just just amazing uh, for you. But well, Let uh, me tell you, I have been in, my life has been enriched by all the people I've met, including y'all, and all the, the knowledge I've learned, including the, by the experience. And uh, I've had a great, successful career here. I am the leading, I have, I've had introduced, uh, signed, supported and voted for more pro-gun legislation than anybody in this building. I have introduced, supported, voted for more pro-life legislation than anybody in this building because I've been in the majority longer than anybody else, any Republican in uh, Georgia history. Now, that would change after this session. But we were in the majority first before the House was, and I was there when we've become the majority. Wow. So I have have that record. Now, some of my detractors don't know that or believe that, but I have done that. That is my record. And I'll continue to the end this session. Wow. That's 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 a great legacy, great record. What what are some things that, you know, what's what's a lesson as 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 you reflect, what's a lesson that you want to pass on to people both from, Hey, you've, you've learned this from the process, but also that people should know because you've been advocated for a good bit in terms of, you know, I mean, you, you deal with folks like us down here at the Capitol, but also people back in your district and all around the state that want certain things. 
what are some things people need to know as they're asking for things, as they they want the legislature to do some things? What, what are some effective tactics? Because there's a lot of yelling. Yeah, let, there's let a lot of anger you. that goes on. If somebody I, I, calls I me and demands me to do something, that usually makes me not do anything. Mm-hmm. If there's, you know, just like your mama told you, you got to be professional, you got to be courteous, you got to be kind, you got to be respectful. Not because of my position, just because I'm a human being like everybody else. You need to be you respect the process. I didn't like the process either. Still not real crazy about it, but you got to learn how to so-called manipulate it while you're here. And it's all about relationships. If I have a colleague that's wanting something that I can help him with or her with, and maybe they can help me with what my issue is. So it's a little give and take sometimes. And uh, in the legislative process, nothing is usually very quick. Mm. For example, the... the, uh, constitutional carry gun bill we're waiting for the right day to put on the floor that we had time for the debate we thought the debate would be hugely long but it wasn't it was long but not tremendously so we waited to one day and we called it the gun day and we put every gun bill on there Hmm. some of the people advocating were rude and just threatening and all that and that doesn't help them get their bill at all Hmm. and uh they thought I was holding a bill. Well, I was I was to make sure we had the right time to put it on the floor. But they were demanding I put it on the floor immediately, but I didn't do it. Yeah, I think I think for folks like that, one of the things I've, I've observed is don't just make those assumptions. Don't make an assumption that yes. somebody's holding up. Have the, have the conversation. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But they were belligerent and rude and so forth, and, and it's not a good thing to do. So if you're going to advocate, just be kind and courteous and professional. Well, so I, we'll I, I agree with that. But it's important. All politics is local. Tip O'Neill said that a long time ago, and it's true. People who can vote for you or not has more influence with legislators than anybody else. Yeah. And, the, again, the relationships with those people it's, you're looking in the eye back when you go home. Yeah, look, I, want, I deal with people that I have a first-name basis kind of relationship, and if you want to be influential with somebody, you need that kind of relationship. That's, that's great. I agree with that. Well, like we have. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that. Um, what is, uh, we're, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but what, any closing thoughts that people need to know about you, about your, your time here, about Look, Georgia politics in general? Well, I want to tell you something. I've, again, I've had a great journey. I've met a lot of great people and interesting people and have learned so much about how things get accomplished and it's usually people that have a little patience and uh, I wouldn't have taken anything for it I never planned on being here 22 years but I just kept moving and and kept being influential and kept making things happen so I stayed a little longer than I intended I thought I'd be here eight to ten years and here it is 22 wow so in fact the the average stay here is only six to eight years Hmm. I was just uh anomaly I was just different yeah. But I, I really am grateful for working with all sorts of people on all sorts of issues to, to try to find the best resolute for making Georgia the greatest place to be, live, raise a family, grow a business, and to stay. Yeah, I think it is, and we got to keep it that way. That's so. right. Well, I appreciate all your Thank vigilance you. over the years in making that happen, and and uh, look forward to continuing to work with you in the next chapter, uh, whatever that looks like for you. But I appreciate your service. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me tonight. Yeah, anytime.